Hello, hello everyone. This is Omar Jarala. How are you? I am glad to see you this week. This is our weekly show. We're just banter about everything. We talk about the weekly issues and stuff. We're just talking, you know, passing the time. And I hope you're going to stay with me. Uh, we might enjoy each other's company and support this channel. I'm not an expert yet. I don't have the charisma like these other guys have, like these big leaguers. I'm just a simple individual who's trying to make it out there in the world or try to make his view met. Uh, excuse me, to express his views, not meant. Anyway, we're going to start this week with a lot of things. We're going to go over the the weekend of the football games. We're going to go over the food shortages. We're going to go over the, 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 what do you call it, the Iron Dome bill that passed $1 billion and gave it to Israel, plus uh, on top of $3.8 billion. So that's $5 billion for Israel every year. And our homeless get the middle finger in California, San Francisco, and all the poor areas down south in the Midwest. Anyway, so let's start with, uh, we're going to first see uh, a couple of things here. A lot of people have been blaming Joe uh, Biden on the shortages. There is no, it's not, it has nothing to do with Joe Biden or the, or the, the Biden administration. It's just we have a shortage of supplies uh, that are coming, like plastic, things that we used to get from China, and things of that nature. And... The COVID-19 crisis had a shortage of workers. People did not work. I still not working. I was sick. I was scared to go back to work. I'm going to give you an example for me. Last year, honest truth, last year, I ordered a, a bed. It's just a bed. I ordered in October. It, it, uh, uh, I got it like February 2nd. So October, November, December, January, February. That's almost, I waited four months for a bed. They, they, they had no beds. This is about a year ago. Now there's a lot of missing supplies. When I order my my weekly uh, grocery, I usually do the Instacart from uh, Walbombs, and I order a lot of stuff. There's a lot of stuff missing. I haven't been able to get Snapple like for the last two months here in New York. I'm talking about Snapple, you know, like iced tea, and a lot of stuff I'm missing, like Gatorade. There's only certain favors. So there's a lot of shortage. Let's go see this first. Let's see this video. Then we're gonna come back and see. It. It's not even happened just in the United States. It's happened even in Europe and all over the world due to the COVID-19 crisis. Let's watch this video, then we'll come back. Go. Okay. We're going to start it, right? This is where we're going to have the problem. Where's, where's this? It's not hard to see that customers are facing shortages again. It makes me kind of angry, like, why? I, I just, I really don't understand why. And Keith Eshelman from John Hers says, with a 40% shortage of his inventory each week, it's not an easy answer. Something is interrupted somewhere in the food chain, whether it's, like I said, packaging or containers or labor or the trucking to get it off the warehouse dock. Probably workers not wanting to work in the factories to make them, or they're sitting in the L.A. Bay <laughs> waiting to get unloaded. In order to keep these shelves looking full, when Keith can get something in large supply, he does. Oh, I would have to say yes, we do a little hoarding ourselves, just like the consumer does. This is not the way he wants to do business. Sad. Empty shelves don't make money. Empty shelves don't pay. pay. There you go. I'm having a problem with the internet already. I hate when this happens. I already just ordered the a 970 uh, uh, speed, uh, internet speed, and directly to help with this goddamn thing, and it's not doing it. So anyway, so as you can see, there's a lot of things that work. There's the problem that uh, a lot of our containers and plastic comes from China. And there's a lot of stuff like the, the chain, uh, 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 the food supply chain was broken during the, the COVID-19. 
there was not a lot of people working. So it takes a while. You have feeding 330 million people in the whole continent. The United States is a big continent. So you have to get everything back in position, the truck drivers, the distributors, the plastic, the carriers, every single thing has to work and be in place to make that perfect food chain supply that we had before the before we had the COVID-19 crisis. So even uh, in, our, in our friends in Europe, they're having the same issue. As you know, uh, the English of Britain had the, the uh, winter bee exit and, and kicked out a lot of people who are foreigners, uh, not foreign Europeans, but as, long, as soon as the, uh, uh, Britain got out of the, the European Union, a lot of people lost their jobs. Now they are begging for these people to come back. Now they just ordered 10,000 people to come back to work to help them. Let's see if this video works because I'm getting tired of this. Uh, the internet, why it lags, and I've been preparing for this show all day. Let's see first our English friend, what they're going through. There you go. You already know it's going to be slow. Now, Britain says it will issue thousands of emergency visas to foreign truck drivers to help ease supply chain problems that have led to fuel rationing and empty shelves at supermarkets. In the aftermath of Brexit, thousands of foreign drivers left the UK since they could no longer work visa-free. And now ordinary Britons are feeling the effects of that. Chaos at the petrol station. Despite government pleas not to panic buy fuel, Long queues have built up at the pumps. A shortage in lorry drivers has led to delivery bottlenecks across the UK, forcing some stations to close or to ration what fuel they have left. A nightmare for those who depend on the fuel for work. Look at my tank. I don't fill up usually, I leave it. But I'm, I'm, look at that, it's empty. How am I going to get to work? On Monday, you're with me. I'm done. I've been to three stations. It's stupidity that we're all queuing up. But this is my job, so I have to have diesel. That's it. I'm in here for my work. I never know where it's going. So. I'm... All right. Analysts say the driver shortages were caused by.
Wait. Uh, you know, I hate when that happens, man. It's not going to work. So just listen to the voice, okay? Anyway. Okay. By this, because we got news that Lieutenant Wait, hold on. Afghanistan was an absolute disaster. Leaving Afghanistan was the right thing to do. It is not the same as South Korea or Germany or Japan. Sorry. Afghanistan was a failed nation building project. It was supposed to be get in, get out, stop the terrorists. Today, we heard from several military leaders, notably Mark Milley. And they said they warned. This is Temple 101. First of all, he told you Afghanistan is bad. We should have left. We should have done that. There he'll go for the hit. Joe Biden, if you pull the troops out, Afghanistan will fall to the Taliban. <coughs> Joe Biden lied. He claimed he had no warning. He didn't know. Yeah, well, we also have leaked information, which came out a while ago, that the president of Afghanistan has, was begging Joe Biden for air support. So what really happened? Well, right now, I can't tell you. I can say perhaps the top brass of the military is throwing Biden under the bus, blaming him, saying, hey, we warned him. Don't look at us. Oh, they did. Many on the left will blame Donald Trump, saying that, well, you know, look, Trump, it was his plan. OK, listen, it's very obvious what they do. Let me put my face first and put this Timmy douchebag on himself. You know, this is, uh, you know, this Internet stuff got to stop, man. You know, this, what is it called? StreamYard got to go, man. It's not doing the right thing. So what Tim is saying is that that um, the military is blaming Joe Biden for the withdrawal. It's a fucking lie. It's, it's a big lie. The military, what they do, they advise. They tell the president, he's the commander in chief. Listen, uh, we should do this. We should do that. What do you think? Like, no, he went with his gut feeling. We got to get the fuck out of Afghanistan. He's going to say to try to make uh, 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 Trump good. Trump is the one who fucked the whole shit up. I'm not blaming Trump because I hate Trump because he's a piece of garbage. But it's the truth. A year ago, there was negotiation between the Taliban and the Trump administration for a whole year before the, before he lost the election in Doha, Qatar. And the, the problem was, instead of bringing the Afghanistan government that we supported for 20 years to the table with Taliban to negotiate, and we'll be the third party there, he negotiated directly with Taliban undermining the government in, in Kabul, the Afghanistani government, the so-called legitimate government in Afghanistan. So this created a lot of mistrust within the Afghanistani uh, military, political uh, uh, entities, whatever you want to call it. They got nervous. They say if Trump is negotiating directly with the Taliban, our enemy, that means there's a, there's a deal under the table. They're going to overthrow us. So what happened was the Taliban took advantage of the situation. What they did is they made their own deal. They started going into these uh, uh, cities. They sent their emissaries or their representatives, and they made these deals before the collapse that, okay, you know, this, we're going to negotiate. We're negotiation. We're going to take over. We don't want to hurt you. But it's better that you, 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 you surrender when it happens. This way you'll be able to keep whatever you made, and we'll avoid bloodshed whatever it is. And that's what happened. It was already agreed upon. Every city had an under, had an agreement with the Taliban. They're going to surrender right away without any bloodshed because of our idiotic behavior and how we negotiate. Trump's negotiators with Pompey, the overweight lion beast, went to Qatar and only negotiated with the Taliban. Once you do that, that means you're giving the middle finger, if you can't see it, to the government in Kabul. Let's say what this idiot has to say. And by the way, take notice. All this information is, Temple's information, all of it is from the Daily Mail. 
the Daily Mail is, a, is like the National Enquirer of newspapers. It has all these crazy stories. You cannot trust its uh, uh, like, uh, um, legitimacy or anything like that. Let's say, let's hear a little bit, then we're going to let him go. Plan to withdraw. There's a big difference between getting our troops out and abandoning an Air Force base in the middle of the night, letting the Taliban sweep through the country and take over, and then lie about the warnings you received from your top military brass. Will there be accountability? Of course there won't be. Now, forgive me for being frustrated by this, because we got news that Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller is the one. That's their new hero, some douchebag. He went on Facebook and talked down to the military. Here we go. That's why I'm going to start. I hate this freezing stuff over. This is the problem. They have this new hero called, what is his name? Shelter, whatever the hell his name is. Some idiot who went on YouTube or Facebook. You don't talk like that. You're not a hero when you go above the military chain of command and start talking BS to Twitter and Facebook. You create an issue here with the military. The military is a disciplined organization. You have a chain of command. It goes from the top all the way to the, the foot soldier in, in the battlefield. This is how it's supposed to be. This is the right-wing new hero. Some asshole who came on Facebook and said, oh, we should have left. We should have fought. You've been there for 20 years. You know what? I'm starting to hate this. Uh, um, I'm starting to hate this. Uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, um, I hope I haven't messed up, man. I hope be patient. Don't go. If it freezes over a little bit, please don't go. Just let's listen to this idiot a little bit more than we're going to let him go. Go ahead, man. There we go. Okay. I have to let this go. Because it's freezing my computer. Yeah, I am. I'm there? Yeah. Okay, we're going to move one by one from the studio. I'm sorry that it keeps on freezing. I have a 970 internet connection. I just got it this week. It's $200 a month. Just for that purpose, to avoid uh, uh, StreamYard from freezing when I have uh, the videos from within the, the, the StreamYard playing. And it does this all the time. I think there's a problem with that. And if I do a uh, lab uh, stream lab, I have, uh, my, the voice uh, has a double sound of voice. I don't know what to do with this. I'm not a genius at this stuff. So let's go on. You want to go on or what? Okay, there's other stuff that week that, that happened. They had this big issue with the uh, um, to vote on the uh, uh, the ceiling, the debt ceiling, and they had this in the debt ceiling. They had this thing, a small thing, to give one billion dollars to Israel. Now, the problem we have with that: why are we going to give one billion dollars to Israel for the dome, uh, the Iron Dome, whatever you want to call it? Uh, Israel is a rich country, and th- and we give them $3.8 billion. That's $4 billion a year since Obama left. That's what Obama gave him the gift before he left. So we're already giving you $4 billion a year. At a time we, when we are negotiating and fighting, our parties are fighting each other over whether uh, to raise the debt ceiling or not so we could pay our debt, we're giving a billion dollars at the same time. Uh, I bet you these people, uh, if you told them, uh, why don't we give the billion dollars to Skid Row, you know, the, the homeless population, 70,000, 100,000 in Los Angeles, or um, the homeless in San Francisco, or other states. Uh, if it's a, oh, that's a blue state, they should help themselves. We're not here to help the blue states. And uh, the Democrats play, oh, this is a red state. We should not help them as if they're not American citizens. You understand what I'm saying? 
So, uh, Rashid uh, Talib, let's hope it works, man, because I'm getting really aggravated. After this, I'm going to leave this stuff alone. This is, uh, I think, what is that? This is uh, Rashid Talib, yeah. This is Rashid Talib, who's a Palestinian in Congress, and she was against the bill, like every American should be. We should not be giving money to Israel. Israel is an apartheid state, is a Zionist-led country that is led by racism and Jewish supremacy. It's, it's true. According to according to Jewish organization inside Israel, that's what they say. Not us. I didn't say that. Not uh, not uh, uh, critics of Israel. These are Israeli organizations that are saying the state is an apartheid state. It has a, a, a Jewish majority and an Arab minority, about 3 million people. And it has a law that just passed that the Jewish state law, the Jewish nation law, whatever, that states that Israel is a Jewish nation. So what do you do with the 3 million people in there? Just imagine if uh, our Congress went there uh, and said, America is a Christian country, period. I bet you all these people will go nuts. Oh, this is racism. This is white supremacy. This is all the stuff. It's the same thing that's going on in Israel. And at the same time, they are occupying more than 5 million people under occupation, military occupation, taking their homes, taking their farms. Every two, three years, they have this operation called Mow the Lawn, when they go in and destroy Gaza every two, three years. You know, it's, it's an operation called Mow the Lawn. It's like as grass goes up, they have to mow it and bring it back down. Let's see if it's going to work. If not, I'm not going to play no more videos. Okay, let's go. Wait, let me get rid of these videos. Maybe it's too many videos in here. You know, I hate when this does that. You know, when you think you're, you're perfect. Oh, look at that. I got things down. To... All right, let's see what our sister has to say. Rashida Talib. Just recognized for one minute. Thank you so much, colleagues. I rise in opposition to this supplemental. I will not support an effort to enable and support war crimes, human rights abuses, and violence. We cannot talk, be talking only about Israelis' need for safety at a time when Palestinians are living under a violent apartheid system and are dying from what Human Rights Watch has said are war crimes. We should also be talking about Palestinian need for security from Israeli attacks. We must be consistent in our commitment to human life, period. Everyone deserves to be safe there. The bill claims to be, quote, a replenishment for weapons apartheid Israel used in a crisis it manufactured when it attacked worshippers at one of the most holiest Islamic locations, the Al-Aqsa Mosque, committing, again, numerous, numerous war crimes. And yet, a $1 billion in American tax dollars that my colleagues want to give represents to me an absurd and unjustifiable 140 times increase to U.S. funding for the Iron Dome. I firmly believe our country must oppose selling weapons to anyone, anywhere, without human rights law compliance. The Israeli government is an apartheid regime. Not my words, the words of Human Rights Watch and Israel's own Human Rights Watch organization, Ben Salem. You heard that? See, I didn't make that up. Let me get rid of this. Because I hope that, uh, she, that, that I know the video, for, you heard what she said, right? Israel is considered an apartheid state, like South Africa was with the blacks in the 1980s and 70s. According to Beit Salam, one of the largest Israeli peace organization, according to Nat Now, another uh, Jewish for Peace, all these organizations, Human Rights Watch, Amnesty International, every, every legitimate organization in the world is saying that Israel is nothing but a fair state with 200 nuclear weapons. They have 200 nuclear warheads for, 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 for a state of 7 million people. Hold on, the whole reason, uh, region uh, um, 
hostage. See, when she said that the increase was 140% just for the, uh, the, the, the Iron Dome, it's right. Beside the $4 billion we gave to Israel, we, we give them $1.8 billion just for the dome. So in other words, Israel is more than a state. It should be the 51 state or more because they get a lot of love from here, man. And let's see what happens when the pressure comes. One of those APAC uh, uh, mafia-style representative who's scared to tell the truth comes up there and defend the undefendable. But we have to listen to both. Look at him go because he has to earn that dollar. That dollar is from the, the Israeli lobby. Uh, it's all about the fucking Benjamin. I say it. Elon Omar said it. But it's all. It's not. A, it's not anti-Semitism. They went and spent one point million dollars in Ohio's 11th district to defeat Nina Nina Turner. Uh, Nina Turner. Now, if that's not political terrorism, I don't know what. If an Israeli lobby that represents a different country, uh, a sovereign country in the Middle East, comes in and spends so much money on a district amongst. 435 districts in the United States and Ohio to defeat one person. This is nothing but mafia-style politics. This is nothing but we're going to get you if you don't say what we want to. Those days are over. Israel needs to understand. There's a lot of change mentality. The young people you see on YouTube, the young assessors, Vosh, uh, Jackson, Jimmy Dora, all these, they, they, they're, all, they're all saying the truth now. Before we used to lie, everybody was scared to say the truth. Because every time you say something... They come out with that thing. Oh, anti-Semite, anti-Semite. As soon as you say something uh, that is not constructive to Israel's uh, uh, illegitimate uh, occupation of the other. Let's listen to this guy named Dutch or Dutch, Dutch, right? From Florida. I'm gonna call him Douche. Okay, Douche, go ahead. All right. There he goes. He has to earn that money on foreign affairs. The gentleman is from Florida is recognized for one minute. Uh, I thank, I thank uh, my friend, Chair DeLore, and I thank the speaker. Uh, Mr. Speaker, I have a speech about how important it is for us to stand up against terror and the terror strikes against Israel launched by the terrorist group Hamas from Gaza. 4,500 rockets that Iron Dome helped us stop. Look at the bullshit. 4,500 rockets. Imagine if you, if, if you threw 455 rockets out of fucking country. That's probably more than we threw at Germany in World War II. They make up all these lies. They make up all these lies. They, where will Hamas hide 5,000 rockets in, in, in Gaza of two miles? I think about, that, about two miles and has about two million people. And Israel surrounded for the last 12 years, has it walled in. Everything that goes in and out, even construction parts are not allowed unless Israel says it, like cement, like steel, like stuff like that. So they'll come up and see these crazy numbers. But you know why? Because nobody's going to, the average American is not going to say, oh, 4,500, that's crazy, man. They're trying to kill them. They're not going to go and read into the story that this is all lies, man. These are numbers. I read the Jerusalem Post. It said 5,000 uh, rockets. That's 500 rockets difference. You can what the fuck is a rocket? There's got to be 4,000 fucking firecrackers. That's got to be it, man. Let's listen to him. Go ahead. Talk, man. You know, stream out. This is the last time we're going to do business together. Come on, man. All right. Let's do it one more time. If not, we're going to let him go. Uh, right? It's moving, but there's no voice. Not, I'm frozen. And I have a speech that's all about how important it is for us to replenish that. 
Yeah. But Mr. Speaker, I cannot, I cannot allow one of my colleagues to stand on the floor of the House of Representatives and label the Jewish democratic state of Israel an apartheid state. It is. I reject it. Today, yeah. this caucus, this body, the House of Representatives will overwhelmingly stand with our ally, the state of Israel, in replenishing this defensive system. If you believe in human rights, if you believe in saving lives, Israeli lives and Palestinian lives, I say to my Bullshit. colleague who Bullshit. just besmirched Bullshit. our ally, then you will support this legislation. May I have 15 more seconds? Give the gentleman 15. I yield the gentleman 30 seconds. Give him 30 seconds. Mr. Speaker, we can have an opportunity to debate lots of issues on the House floor, but to falsely characterize the state of Israel is consistent with those, let's be clear, it's consistent with those who advocate for the dismantling of the one Jewish state in the world. And when there is no place on the map for one Jewish state, that's anti-Semitism. You see? There and you I go. reject that. There you go. I stand in support there of this important legislation. I thank the Speaker, the Majority Leader, Chair. Shut the fuck up with this bullshit. It's not anti-Semitism to criticize. On You see? That's the story they've been having for 20, 30 years. Every time you say something, it's anti-Semitism. It's anti-Semitism. It's Israelism, the only Jewish state. What are we going to do? Fuck the Palestinians. Seven million Palestinians, they're just in the way. What are we going to do with these people, man? We don't want to give them a state. We don't want to uh, give them their own state. We don't want to uh, uh, incorporate them into Israel. We don't know what to do with this. Maybe we need the final solution. That's what it is. The same crime that Hitler committed against the Jews. That's the only thing that's going to happen because you have, this is it, you have about five million under occupation. Israel will not give them their own country and will not compose them into Israel and make it a one-nation state, a democracy. So something's got to give. Either you're, you're planning to kill these people or get rid of them uh, in the next 10 years or something. Oh, what are you going to do with these people? Give them their fucking freedom, man. Give them their freedom. It has nothing to do with the Jewish state. It has nothing to do with the only Jewish state. I want to ask this congressman and the others like him, how much money did you get from APAC? APAC is the mafia of them all, the biggest lobbyists in Washington. You know what they do every year? Every year they take hundreds and hundreds of congressmen and congresswomen to Israel. They pay for the airplane ticket. They pay for their hotel. They pay for their food. They give them some money in their pockets to spend. And they bring them back for, like, for a week or so, and they bring them back. Show them around where the good stuff, the good seat. In other words, it's bribery. It's bribery. Imagine if Russia came and took 200 congressmen to Russia and pay for everything for them to eat and drink. But they're going to say, no, that's our ally. But how are you going to be uh, 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 um, fair with the Palestinian issue if you're taking money from an Israeli lobbyist? Israel has become an apartheid state under Jewish supremacy. The problem is when you see liberal Jews here in the United States come up and defend extremism in Israel. In the United States, they are the biggest liberals, the lovely, lovely liberals, and in Israel they become hawks. You cannot have it both ways. 
either you're going to be a, a conservative here and over there. If not, you can't be liberal with the United States uh, 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 policies within the United States, but support uh, extremist government in Israel. You cannot have both, man. It just doesn't make any sense. Okay, let's move on. You know, I don't care if I get demonetized or anything like that. Who fucked the money? You just got to tell the truth, man. You have to always tell the truth. You cannot be no more. Those days of scare and fear of all this lobbyists, all this bullshit, you got to be a mock. You see how he yelled? There's anti-Semitism. Fuck you. It's not anti-Semitism to tell the truth. Anti-Semitism is to lie to the people of what's going on inside Israel. That's anti-Semitism. Because the Palestinians are Semite people. They are the cousins of the Jews. So they both deserve the same protection as the Jews. Anyway, let's go. As you know, we've been having issues with uh, there's a problem uh, with the uh, debt ceiling, right? You know how the, 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 the let me get rid of this video. So maybe okay. Wait, hold on. Shut up. We had enough of you. Get out. Yeah. Get out. Get out. We had enough of you. Your lies. Just trying to entertain you. Okay, let's move on. You know, we ha we have an issue with the debt ceiling. They want to raise it up. And the Republicans say, we're not going to help you. You're on your own. You're on your own, man. We're not going to help you. The problem is that to raise the debt ceiling is not to borrow money. It's to pay for the money that's been spent in the past. Like, this is my brother, my Jewish brother, Bernie Sanders, explaining it to you in an easy way. Listen, let's hope it works. Let's hope it works. Wait. President Republican leader Mitch McConnell this morning once again reiterated that the Republican Party will not vote to lift the debt ceiling and in an extraordinarily irresponsible manner Republicans have indicated that they will not pay the debts incurred under the Trump administration in his statement as he has done time and time again Senator McConnell implies that this debt ceiling has something to do with future spending. No. It does not. No, it doesn't. Like anyone who owns a credit card, the payments that are made are for past spending. Okay. In this case, spending incurred under the Trump administration. All right. And let us be clear. If the United States, the largest economy in the world, right. defaults on its debt, it will plunge not only our country, but the entire global economy into what could become a severe economic depression. Hey, Bernie, hurry that up. means massive unemployment, yep. higher interest rates. Yep severe reduction in government services yep. and possible cuts in such programs as Social Security and Medicare. All right. The irresponsibility of the Republican leadership is not just something that I worry about. According to press reports, former Republican secretaries of state, uh, secretaries of Treasury, Hank Paulson, who worked under George W. All right, Bernie, I got to let you go. Okay, what Bernie here is saying is that uh, the debt ceiling here, let me get rid of the video, maybe it'll help move the the lag, right? We're lagging a little bit, right? 
I can see it's lagging a little bit. I don't know what's going on over here. Let me see. Yeah, it's lagging. I'm even, am I frozen? No, I'm not. Okay. So what our brother Bernie Sanders is saying over there, he's saying that uh, the debt ceiling is to, to pay the bill because they come and do. All the spending we have been doing for the couple of the last two years since the last time they raised the debt ceiling, now it's time to pay. The bills comes in. We have to pay everybody. It's like a credit card. It's time to pay. Then start to borrow again. That's what we do. That's why I'm against that $1 billion to go to Israel. For what? Why should we give money to other countries while we're begging other countries to lend us money? We shouldn't. If we had our own money, okay, but if you're printing money under the basement of the White House, fake money, because everybody's scared to question us because we have nuclear weapons, because where all this money is coming from? Five trillion there, two trillion there, four trillion there. Nobody's saying anything. Anyway, this is what he's saying and everything like that. And there's another issue. We have the issue of uh, Joe Biden's uh, agenda, yeah, with the $3.5 trillion uh, um, infrastructure to uh, to help people, to, to the economy, the climate change, uh, pre-K, universal health care. Not universal, but to t- take the Medicare um, from 65 to 60 years old, the Medicaid mandate, uh, the child, the children uh, monthly payments. The, I mean, everything, all the social programs that we need that, that's going to touch people who, who are have been uh, forgotten for a long time by our government and by our, uh, our policy, our economic policies. So um, we have two people against it. We have Manchin, who has a boat in Washington. He, he lives in a boat. And he has all these party, all his Republican friend. What's so strange about Manchin? He's the same douchebag in 2022 when the when the Republican loses the with the White House when the when the Democrats lose the Senate. He'll go on night shows on cable TV and complain that Mitch McConnell is not listening to them and he doesn't want to talk to them. And he used to call himself the Green Reaper when it comes to uh, Democratic bills. He'd go there and complain. Right now, he's the kingmaker. He don't want to do it. He don't ask oh, too much money. It's too much that. You know, I don't want to say nothing, but most of these states, most of these people who are crying about um, it's too much. They are welfare state, not the people, the state themselves. These people have been under, these states have been under reconstruction since the Civil War. They're all, the majority of these states are begging the federal government every year to stay afloat. So if they cut off the, the debt ceiling, they're going to go broke. I think it, uh, Virginia gets 10000 for every citizen in Virginia. If you, if you calculate it, in aid, this is to keep them afloat. This has nothing. And they always go, well, we cannot spend no money. Uh, we cannot raise the taxes because these blue states have become welfare states. My friend, your whole state is on welfare. The state itself, not the people. Don't get me wrong here. Uh, you know, I get excited once in a while. So this is what happened. We have Joe Manchin. We have that little idiot. Her name is Cinema. Uh, when they tried to raise the $15, she went on the, the house floor and did try to do the John McCain bullshit and she started you know, what he did. But he did that for healthcare. What she did is against people who work for $15 an hour and did that little dance with the skirt, that school, uh, that Catholic school skirt she has on. She's a little weirdo. Anyway, um, that's about it. Okay. It's been here a long time today. Uh, did you enjoy the football this weekend? It was it was beautiful. You saw Sunday night football with the Packers. Uh, they came back in the last 60 seconds. They did good. Uh, a lot of things came out. Let me see what else I wrote down here. You know, I, I'm not usually, I usually just speak off my mind. The 60, there was 16 seconds, yeah. There was 56 seconds left, and Rodgers came out. They were behind. I think about three points or something. I was watching. I said, oh, he ain't going to do it. And I was looking at him as he was coming. I said, what kind of pressure must be on this guy? And he, boom, boom, like three throws. He's right there. 
three seconds left or 16 seconds left, they did the thing. Another thing was the Raven against the Lions this week. The guy kicked the goal for 66 yards. That's like amazing. I have it here on video. Let's hope this video works. If not, StreamYard is going to get the axe this week. What is it, is it called? Yeah. StreamYard or Yard Stream, whatever the hell your name is, I'm going to take you to court if you don't start doing your right job. Let's look at this. Okay, go. Wait, wait. Please let it work. Please. This is beautiful. I want you guys to see it. Okay, wait. NFL record 66 yards. On its way. It bounces off the crossbar, and it's good. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my. Did that just happen, Greg? What a kick. Unbelievable. It is fun, why is it fun? Hey, you gotta give it credit, man. I've never seen anything like it. The, the Detroit Lions was saying, this is what football is all about. It's a beautiful game. If it wasn't for all that, people getting hurt. They get a little violence on each other. <laughs> I think football is America's game. I used to love baseball. You see the Yankee fan. I used to be a Yankee fan, still have Yankee uh, hats and stuff like that. But I wasted a lot of time, a lot of years. It's a boring game. It's 162 games. They, 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 they travel around the fucking country for 162 games. That's like almost like eight months of the year. By the time the World Series come, we already had like the, 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 the football season, the basketball season. Every season has left and came. And these idiots are still traveling around playing three-hour, four-hour games of baseball, spitting on them and all that stuff. Anyway, before I go, when you, when you go out, try not to do things that you cannot do or try to help people you cannot help. With this small video I'd like to share with you, I hope it goes up there. This idiot here, try to do the impossible. He should have done it. He could have got himself killed. Wait, 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 wait. I got to put it on the whole thing. Wait, wait. Okay, I hope it works. Because I've been trying to get it to work. There you go. Please let it work. That's not going to work, you see? No way. You're not going to do this to me. Yo. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the video is lagging. <laughs> he, he's trying to pick her on the van. That's what the whole thing is. I hope the video has worked, but it didn't want to work. Okay. Anyway, uh, I, I apologize for the lagging. I have a fast internet. I have everything is good. I don't know what happened, man. Because I used to do it last week, and I thought it was the internet uh, uh, issue here. With my, uh, if you guys know anything, let me know. Or reach <laughs> I get this idiot out here, man. I feel sorry for him. I thought it was the my internet because I used to get it on my Wi-Fi from my house, and the whole house gets it. So I called the company, and I got a direct line. I moved it to my room, to my office, where I do my uh, uh, podcast. And I increased the speed from 400 to 970. It still lags. The issue here, I think, is with the program itself. 
It doesn't do what it's supposed to do. And I don't have people to help me to do it uh, the easy way. Anyway, until we meet next time, thank you. God bless you. God bless these United States of America. I love you all. And let's until we meet next time. This is.